Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Thursday, September the 21st. Hope you're okay. Our top story today is that tributes are being paid to a Kent dad who's died after an accident at work. 36-year-old Mitchell Bonney was an escalator engineer at Twickenham Stadium. Well, Lucy joins me now with more on this incredibly sad story today. And he was very well known, wasn't he, Lucy? Yes, Mitchell, who was a dad of three, coached the Upchurch Colts under nines. In fact, he'd spoken to Kent Online only last month about his concerns for the future of the club. His wife, Kaylee has described him as her best friend and soulmate who had a heart of gold. And do we know much more about the accident? Well, the health and safety executives say they're providing specialist assistance to Richmond Council as an investigation continues. The Met Police have also told us they were called to reports a man had fallen at the stadium while working at the venue. Officers and paramedics attended, but sadly they were pronounced dead at the scene. And his family have thanked everyone who's been in touch, haven't they? Yes, they have, and Mitchell's best friend has confirmed he'll be taking over the football team in his memory. They've organised a remembrance match on Sunday at Upchurch Cricket Club in Holywell Lane. That also happens to be his wife's 35th birthday. Lucy, thank you ever so much. You can also read this story today by heading to Kent Online. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you and a man accused of murdering a Canterbury woman whose body was found two days after she went missing has appeared at Crown Court via video link. Claire Knights had disappeared while walking her dog near Birchington last month. 20-year-old Harrison Lawrence Van Poos from Margate is expected to enter a plea in December. The former chairman of Herne Bay Football Club has criticised the sentence given to a driver who left him disabled for life. Sam Callender was hit by a van and suffered multiple pelvic fractures in May. 48-year-old Jamie Ingram from Joy Lane in Whitstable was spared jail as a judge ruled it wasn't done in malice. The mum of a missing teenager from Maidstone says she's going out of her mind not knowing where he is. Russell Burdett Deakin was last seen near his home near Sutton Road two weeks ago. The 17-year-old was wearing a red hoodie and carrying a rucksack. You can head to Kent online to see his picture. Now, a young Kent woman who whose ex shared naked pictures of her online when she was just 14, has welcomed the online safety bill finally becoming law. It's been signed off by Parliament this week and means that tech companies will have to make sure their sites are safe for children. Eleanor's case was dropped by prosecutors who couldn't prove how the Snapchat images have been shared. She's been giving me her reaction to the online safety bill becoming law and telling me a bit more about her story. For me personally, it means that tech companies and and social media companies have to take accountability um so for me in my case we had a real issue with with getting through to these companies and trying to gather evidence um so this now means that that they have to um and that will hopefully protect a lot of children would you mind just describing what happened to you eleanor so when i was 14 i was convinced to send nude pictures of myself to my boyfriend over snapchat Um, And without my knowing, he had used an external app to save the images. And then six months later, he began to distribute them um, among people from my school and my new school, as I'd moved schools in between. Um, We went to the police and three arrests were made. Three phones were seized as evidence. Uh, My phone was surrendered as evidence. And after two years, uh, the Crown Prosecution Service said... 
um that they they couldn't gather enough evidence um basically and that and that was the end of that and part of part of that was because they they said they couldn't prove that I hadn't sent the images to all three phones that the images were found on and with this new law that should be a lot easier um to prove because these social media companies have to give over evidence that must have been so frustrating for you at the time yeah it was incredibly frustrating and it was so demoralizing that I'd had to go through this for such a long time and it was these big companies that that failed to to protect me and if it was a celebrity which we've seen countless times those images disappear and they're gone forever because it will obviously affect uh, their business if they allow those images to stay in circulation but for children they don't they didn't seem to care how would you have felt if the online safety bill had been around at that time well i certainly would have felt a lot safer i think a lot more understood i would have felt like this crime that had taken place was actually serious and that it did matter um whereas at the time it sort of felt like no one really knew what they were dealing with and what was going on Although we do have this law, the Home Secretary has written to Meta and basically saying they need to do more to protect young people online. Could it, could it go even further? Is there more that still needs to be done, do you think? I think so. I mean, the problem is social media is always changing and it's always developing. It, these platforms are different to they were when I was using them, which is, you know, seven years ago now this happened to me. Um, so it needs to be able to be changed and updated um, which was you know the problem I faced was that there there was laws it, it was illegal to have these images but the law just wasn't up to date with how the images were spread and the context and how it was malicious and, and pre-planned so I really hope that this bill will you know continue to change as social media develops. Kent Online reports a prolific shoplifter who repeatedly stole alcohol from a supermarket in Swanley is due to be sentenced later Ray Stevenson took more than 17 £1,500 worth of spirits from Asda on London Road. The 48-year-old from the High Street in Snodland admitted the offences. A rescue centre in North Kent says it's been inundated with requests to rehome XL bully dogs after the PM announced they're going to be banned. Large breed dog rescue in Greenhithe is urging owners not to panic. Now the ban follows a series of attacks and will mean current owners will need to keep their animals muzzled and have them neutered. More than £5,000 has been donated to a football club near Tenterden following a suspected arson attack. A storage container full of equipment and kits was destroyed in a fire at Rolvenden Tigers in the early hours of Wednesday. Bosses have set up a GoFundMe page to pay for replacements. Next today, and local bosses say they're doing all they can to get Kent's roads ready before winter. It follows stats that show Kent County Council have failed to reach five of our six targets for pothole repairs so far this year. The number of potholes across the county is well over 5,000. That's more than double the number at the same time last year. Well, Peter Oakford from Kent County Council has been speaking to our colleague Sophia Aiken from KMTV. We saw following last year's winter, which was wet, freeze, dry, wet, freeze, dry, that in, uh, increased the, the, the number of potholes fivefold. Uh, we've been working really well, I think, to try and catch up on some of that during this year. Um, but we are still behind and if you travel out of Kent and go into areas around us 
we're probably in a better state than some of our surrounding counties. Uh, but I'm not saying we don't have a lot more to do. We, we, we do. Um, but the challenge is finding the funds to do that work. And that's the position that, that we find ourselves in at the moment. We're looking at where we've got major resurfacing programs. We're going to have to look at perhaps postponing one or two of those in order to divert money into fixing potholes, where you know, potholes are a short-term fix. What roads need to be, um, the action that's needed for roads is, is complete resurfacing. And that fixes them for 10 to 20 years. A pothole will last very, very short period of time in comparison. And you mentioned sort of trying to find savings and balancing the books. And we, we know a consultation has just closed this week uh, on 80 youth services closing to save a million pounds. This Is there any room for this to change or are we going to see these services lost? Well, we, we, we just had the consultation closed. We need to go through the consultation. Um, the buildings that are involved may change, but at the end of the day, the total savings will not. We still have to save that money. But if residents are pointed out that building A should be saved over building B, um, then we will most certainly look at that. We always view consultations very seriously and make adjustments accordingly. But at the end of the day, a, a council is unlike the NHS. It's unlike a number of the other operations that we see around the country because we legally have to balance our budget every year. So what that means is at the end of the financial year, if we haven't achieved budget, if there's been overspending due to the pressures that we're seeing in demand and price increases, then we have to take money out of reserve to balance that budget. When we set a budget for the next year, it has to balance. So we know what our income will be, so we can only spend that amount of money. So that's the position we find ourselves in. Kent Online reports. Staff and parents at a nursery in Canterbury have criticised Ofsted after it was given a rating of requires improvement. Inspectors have praised those working at Canterbury Day Nursery and said it was a safe place with an engaging and exciting curriculum. But they raise concerns about provision for children with special needs. Bosses say it's unfair and are planning to appeal. This is one of our most read stories on the website today. A village near Tunbridge Wells has spent £20,000 draining a fish pond after an illegal species was discovered. Prussian carp were identified by the Environment Agency at Matfield Village Pond earlier this year. Well, they pose a risk to native fish, so need to be removed. It's unclear how they got there. Elsewhere, Kent Wildlife Trust has launched a campaign to save the River Stour amid concerns about government policies increasing pollution. Ministers want to allow developers to sidestep nutrient neutrality regulations so they can build homes more quickly. Now, what this means is that pollutants can often get into waterways and block sunlight from entering the water. That leads to low oxygen levels and can harm both animals and human health. Well, to explain a bit more, here's Daniel Wynn from the charity. As a concept, nutrient neutrality was introduced to basically stop any new developments from adding extra nutrient pollution to select river catchments across the UK. The issue with the nutrients are that in excessive quantities in the lakes, they can trigger and favour algal growth. It blocks the sunlight entering the water and it creates low oxygen conditions. These anoxic conditions are fatal for biodiversity, but they can also harm human health too. And this is exactly what we're seeing in the Stodmarsh National Nature Reserve here in Kent. The Stodmarsh NNR is hugely important for biodiversity. Some examples of the species there are things like bittern, 
hen harrier and the bearded tip. So it's completely unacceptable that those legs have been allowed to become polluted in the first place. So we encourage you all to add your voice to ours, write to your local council or MP, demand that the polluter pays, demand that the values of the River Stour for nature, society and economy are supported, demand that the councils commit to protecting the rivers protecting our waterways. Plans for a new development in Faversham have been given the go-ahead. Building can now start on the Preston Fields project, which will see 231 new homes. Approval was granted despite concerns from residents over a lack of infrastructure. Meantime, modular homes have been craned into place at the site of a former private hospital in Maidstone. The sections will make up six new houses at the Summerfield Terrace development on London Road. And on the website today, you can read a special report from Joe Walker on how the grounds of a manor house owned by a nightclub boss and former councillor could be turned into a 100 home estate. The site in Canterbury has been included on a lucrative list of plots for housing. Kent Online News. Two stores at one of Kent's biggest shopping centres have confirmed their closing. Clark's and Iconic Jewellery are leaving Westwood Cross in Broadstairs. It's thought they'll be closing their doors not long before Christmas. Now, people living in Folkestone say they're being kept awake at night by this strange sound. It's thought to be coming from a new luxury apartment block right on the seafront when it's windy. Oliver Leonard has been speaking to Katrina Harris, who lives in nearby Marine Crescent. So what are your thoughts on the shoreline flats anyway? Actually, I like them. Uh, I like the, the finish of them. Um, however, I think it's the wrong place for them. Um, and the sound is um, quite eerie. And I'm, I'm quite sure that it will keep the people up, up awake at night. And the problem is here, there's always a wind. Nearly yeah. always. So you think this is something that could sort of um, affect people all throughout winter? And Well, I, I think it will. I mean, if you just hear it and that's outside... Uh, what, 50, 60 foot away from some of the flats? I'm not very good with distances. Um, it's bound to keep them awake at night. And in the winter, it's horrendous here with the, the wind and the waves. Do you think it might put people off buying them flats once they hear, once they hear that noise? Well, I'm sure as when they hear that on the news, word will get around and... I think a lot of people will think twice about it. What a spokesman for the development company has been in touch with us and said any noise generated during strong winds is only temporary during the construction process. They go on to say the issue will be resolved when permanent handrails are installed on the balconies of certain apartments in the coming weeks. And finally, a Kent man who lost his wedding ring while swimming in the sea just weeks after getting married says he feels incredibly lucky after it was found by a metal detectorist. Tom Paul from Watering Bree was at Eastbourne Beach when it disappeared. He's thanked the man who found and returned it. Kent Online Sports. Cricket and Kent Zach Crawley had a pretty disappointing start to his role as captain of the England team. It was a washout at Headingley yesterday, so play in the first one-day match against Ireland was abandoned because of rain. The second game takes place at Trentbridge on Saturday. They'll be hoping for much better weather, and Kent will also be hoping for some action on day three of their penultimate game of the season. Low play was possible in Somerset yesterday, again because of the bad weather. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks, everyone. 
ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Plus, you can get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk. Whilst you're on the site today, you can check out our latest Eat My Words food review. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.